Ready? Welcome to the callback. Mm. 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 Welcome mm. to the callback. Mm. Mm. Welcome to the. Welcome to the. I got nothing after that. I don't know if. No, no rhythm or, or blues, huh, brother? I got blues, no rhythm. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Thine Callbacks. I am Dan Dan. I am Sam Sam. I don't Danny Sellers and Sam Salem, your yes, host. Sir. We're here with you. Uh live. Uh, live from New York. It is Saturday night. We are here with another episode where we look at some fun dates. Usually we're with a guest, but today. This is pure, raw, uncut, unfiltered. And I feel like every podcast that we do play uncut raw conversations about masculinity and you know. Uh no, there's no guests today. It's just us two hanging out, kicking it. We were, we did a, a remote episode, maybe it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago, who knows? But uh depending on when you're listening to this. So we wanted to get back to the studio and just be friends. Be friendship, sunshine, rainbows. Trying to build a also, all my fans are just saying we want more Danny. We don't really care about yes. other people. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback that were like, I like. No, it's tough. Is a lot of my friends who listen to the podcast, which shout out, you know who you are. I love you guys. A lot of them say like, I, I love when Danny makes you feel guilty for being a white person or yeah. tries to convince you. <laughs> Me too. And I'm like, he doesn't need to try. That's just that's just this factory setting that is yeah. happening. But that's their favorite part. So. Apparently, I got to encourage you to keep doing that, which is horrendous for me. It is what it is. Shout out to all the uh, nice white ladies uh, that, that follow Sam. Uh, y'all been following me, getting my followers up. I'm, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thank you. Get for- your weight up. <laughs> <laughs> Get your followers up. I, got I hate them. content. I hate social media. We were talking about social media before. Uh, I hate this, but also I feel stupid complaining. I was listening to some other podcaster or comedian it was, I might have, it was Mike Falzone, actually. He tweeted it. Shut up. Like, uh, just people complaining and bitching about social media and having to post. It's like, dog, at the end of the day, as much as I hate it, we just talking about this, and I feel maybe condescending saying it now on air, the opposite. <laughs> it is like, it could be way worse, you know? Yeah, there's people who are, like, having to work the farm. Fact. There's people who got to actually like grind out the trenches and it's just like, I got to post three reels a week. Yeah. Also, it is fun. Uh, I was just at the grocery store with mm. my wife mm. and we hit the checkout line and uh, the woman working was like, what grade are you teaching these days? And I'm like, what? She's like, I follow you. And ah! I was like all excited to see me. And it was a cute little, it was a cute little moment. What'd you have in your in your basket? Do you have anything in your We basket? were going to meet some friends for uh for a brunch. So we had a little charcuterie board, mm. little chips, little guac. On brand, on a brand. little sparkling wine. Oh. Getting a little crazy with mm. it. Uh yeah. And then afterwards, my wife told me that I was trying to be too cool. And I a hundred Lucy, I was not being too cool. I was Shout out to Lucy. I was normal. I, I was like, oh, thank you so much for supporting. What's your name? And I introduced myself and I said, you're great. You want a picture? I never asked, do you want a picture? Because, look, I've been, it, it doesn't happen every day, but I do get recognized from time to time. Damn. And, bro, you're tight. Bro. This is crazy. Look at okay. this fucking guy. Calm, calm, calm. Damn. And, uh, like one How time. How you be acting like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, you know me? Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> You think, where you know me from? You think you know me? (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> I do get pretty awkward. Well, I, the reason I don't ask for pictures is because I don't think anyone would want a picture with me. And especially after one time this this kid came up to me and was like, hey, you're that dude from TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then they just stood there and stared at me. Nice. And I was like, it was just, I just wanted to like kind of put an end to the conversation. Not like I want to get out of there, but there was just, it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, thanks for following me. And they said, oh, I don't follow you. Nice. And I, I was like, okay, well. Floor page vibes. Cool, cool. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, um, obviously I'm not actually, like, I feel like if you're a real celebrity, it's not, if you're like, you know. I'm trying to think of somebody. I don't know. If you're Conan O'Brien, you're like, yeah, I don't envy hey, you, you want to take a picture with me? But me, they're probably just more like, I've seen you on social media. I know you. So I'm just like, hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy actually... fame at all. I don't envy fame, being famous. Yeah, it's I just want to be. For us. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just want to be like paid up and then maybe get some, some love after a show. Like, cause I, all right. Cause I do be getting a little bit of love after shows, but y'all means. And I've, I've like, seen it. There's been, and it's crazy because Danny, I don't. Danny's got some riz too for all the kids out there. Because I've been on some shows where there's some people who are uh, they're very eager to meet him afterwards. Are you lying? Is that have I been? No, at show? the Hollywood Improv, there was some. Oh yeah, the y'all means. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm a dentist. But, what's up? Yeah, but it's also one of those things where it's like, do you you don't want to be. I don't know. It's like almost this weird like power dynamic. You don't, I don't know if you want to. I'm really maybe self conscious about that, of, like having power over somebody, and, and not say I'm anybody by any means, but it is kind of like is this person a fan, or they just like comedy, or. or yeah. But also, I feel like I'm not popular enough to even be thinking about that. I should just be out here doing my thing. But that's a healthy thing to be thinking because too many people are like want power over people. So I think you're on a you're on a healthy track to it. And I mean, you are. It's. It's electric to see someone crush at comedy. I'm pointing. Go ahead, for the listeners. I'm pointing at Sam as he gives me compliments. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> it, you are. You are. When you when I see you crush, it's like a very charismatic. People want to be around you vibe. So it makes sense that after a show, there's gonna be people like I just got to witness this. I want to talk to this person. But then you pointed at me, so I didn't want to give as nice of compliments. Damn it! Shout out to the Yamings out there doing their thing. Yamings. I don't know that phrase, but I'm trying to. Be, so this is what I was. <laughs> I'm trying to be more uh, PG for this podcast. So I wanted to say a certain word, but I didn't. So me saying y'all means is just. You're referencing, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, the y'all means. Yeah. All That's right. A, this, is, this is for the moms. You're teaching you know? us, you're teaching us yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're always teaching us we, stuff. Uh, do we need to get into a. We need a Patreon version of this so I can really cuss. Because I'm right. trying to not cuss as much. We do. Well, let's get into our trademark mental health check. Oh, yeah. Danny Sellers is always giving us his mental health is like cold pizza. His mental health is on slap. medium rare. That was a slap. Go follow that real what, or find that real. What's what's our mental health on these days? Actually, I had a pretty decent week mental health wise. Well, that's not good for content. I know, but <laughs> I know. But I feel like the biggest reason though is because of rest. And I I need to find something that helps me go to sleep more easier. Like I was taking these like a uh, little melatonin, like gummy joints with like whatever elderberry whatever and it was like okay it was decent yeah but it wasn't slapping like i needed to slap i want to create a product that's like a grandmother's kiss on the cheek you know like a nice like go night night baby Mwah. 
No, and you go I to don't. sleep. You know what I'm saying? You never had your grandma go to your grandma's house and like you know, the, the the guest room. Like, All right, no, good night, baby. Get what you're saying, like the calming embrace, like a grandma, a warm embrace. A grandma's not there to actually parent you; they're just there to make sure that you feel great about yourself. Just the vibe, yeah. I just need like a grandma's vibe, you know. Grandma's kiss by Annie Sellers. Yeah, or just any given old black lady to just give me a hug and a kiss on the forehead. I'll be asleep. Instantly, that or yeah. a, or a Uber. An Put old the black lady calling me handsome or telling me like I'm doing my thing. I just yeah. I'm my shoulders are back and broad, and I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to take over the world in a in a in a healthy, respectful way. No, nah, go ahead. Say what you want to say. Not in a colonizing way. Yeah, but I say yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and then what minute mark is this? Us talking about race. It's about four, about three four minutes in. Uh, no, bro. No, I feel you. That uh, shout out to old black ladies. I feel like, yeah, an old black woman giving a white man a compliment, you got to really be doing something special. I I guess. I guess so. I um, Does that happen often or no? That happens from time to time. I think the, I mean, if we're going to get into race. It's about I, that time. I, that think the, I think the biggest compliment I've gotten, I've had a few different times where a black person is like, you, got, you have a black wife? Your wife is black, <laughs> huh? And I'm like, she's not, but... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Thank you so much for noticing that I am not like most whites. <laughs> so that Damn. honestly is uh I don't I could have the deepest, darkest sickness ever. And if someone comes up to me and is like, Oh, your wife is black, aren't they? I I'm floating the rest of the day. But the thing is, is that problematic? Though, is that problematic? No, because think? I think also people it's this thing where white people can do one thing with a little bit of flavor and they're like, Oh, that's crazy. Like one white person can like do the heel toe once. Like, oh, that white boy got sweat. Oh my God, this is tight. It's like, he can do one little decent dab. Oh, he, he cool. He can go to the cookout. It's like, that's why we got in this position in the first place. Is why people do one little cool thing. Oh, yeah, we trust him with our land and everything else. It's fucking, you know. But uh, no, shout out to race. I don't, yeah. Yeah, um, we, that was a fun, that was, we were keeping it light. I feel like my mental health is on, um, as, as long as we're doing a mental health. Yeah, like, My mental health is on, you know when you're kind of like run out of shampoo in a shower, so then you just put shower water in it and mix it around to yeah, get yeah. more, and then you're just using watered down shampoo. Yeah, I feel like that's my mental health right now. I'm just like, there's a there's a little bit of tiny good in there, so I'm just trying to get that water <laughs> swishing around. Yeah, you gotta lather it really up really good. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 not actually putting I'm not refilling it with shampoo. I'm just putting water in it to be like ah, this will do for now. Yeah, that is that is yeah the little glimpse of hope that you had from when the bottle was full. He was like, this is, this is some corners here that I can really work with. Yeah, damn, that is that's a really good one. I feel like we these are really good analogies. Cause I, you know what's funny when I have bad moments during the week, I think of things to describe for the podcast specifically. Yeah. We're hey, we're a mental health podcast. We're helping you process things. We're helping all the people out yeah. there. I uh, I've had multiple people tell me they, I I my little sister is obsessed. When you said my mental health is on medium rare, my older sister told me that she was in a session with her therapist and like she basically she was like, uh, yeah, my mental health just feels on medium rare right now. That's she amazing. was using it in therapy. Yeah. So I'm the new Doctor Phil. Dr. Trill. I'm coming for... Wait, didn't they cancel that his show this year? I'm coming for your spot, Dr. Phil. Yeah. He's that. not even a real doctor either. No. At least not just, a doctor. You can put Dr. Dr. Sellers. Either Dr. that... Dan. Either give me that or a judge show. We need a Danny and Judge Judy. <laughs> I, need, I got some new hair shots this week too. I'm feeling myself, dog. I need either a, a, a doctor show where I just give people prescriptions and fuck their life up or... A nice little judge show right before like a really good TV show, um, so I can run those numbers up too. That's 
that's a nice gig. Either let me be the judge or the plaintiff. Remember the big black dude with Judge Judy? You don't have to say shit. No lines probably drops a fucking Lamborghini. That, yeah, they get so much money. I think we're aggressively a millennial show. I think think we should be the new Robin Big. (laughs) (laughs) If you know Robin Big, throw us some love in the comments or review. That would be nice. Robin Big had a had a death grip on my personality for a, a, a solid a month stretch in middle school. For a lot of us too, yeah. A, a newer version, like a skinny, skinnier black man and a tall white man, the opposite of who they actually are in real life. With half the charisma of Rob, yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> that's what we need. Uh, that's damn. That's crazy. That's weird. That's a weird casting of a biopic of Robin Big. Speak. Oh, I'll, I'll get into. Let's get into casting and stuff later. We do have some dates. This week, yeah, we have some dates. Yeah, let's uh, get into. Like, normally, this is where we introduce the guests, but we I have an ism this week, though. Oh, guys, my bad. We got to do mental health, and we got to do Danny's isms. For those of you new to the program, Danny just made up a phrase. every week he brings an ism to the podcast, which is basically just life lessons with Danny. Uh, I feel like one of those guests passed when they they bring them up. I'm... He's put yeah, he's putting <laughs> he's putting his hands together. This is uh, he's getting ready. He's Amen. getting ready to Amen. Man- you seem like that pastor that would use music to manipulate people emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you'd be backstage, be like, okay, I need the drums to come in at this part. Yes. So even though the message isn't actually hitting, it feels like it's hitting, yeah. and people start to cry when really you're just saying like, yeah, get up off the couch. Yeah, definitely playing. Never would have made it when the collection plate's going around. Like play the slaps when the collection plate's going around, just, just in case. No, so my ism this week, and I tweeted this. So if you follow me on Twitter, you already. At follow sellers. Yeah, at, at follow sellers. Um, this is tough. This thing that we're doing and surviving in LA is tough. Me and Sam were just talking before we started recording. And we just get down on ourselves sometimes and we forget where we were before we got to this point. So whether you know, for us specifically as comedians in LA trying to survive, but even if you're listening, you're an entrepreneur or uh, you know, you're starting a business or trying to do something outside of what you're already doing, Sur- even surviving off of your creativity in our case is like still such a massive accomplishment. Yeah. Like, you know, for people that are listening, I, I'm 30. And so most of my 20s, I spent either graduating from college or going down a path that I did not want to be in uh, professionally. I, you know, it was in tech sales. I started insurance, went into sales, um, got into sales management, tech sales, and, and wrote that out. To the pandemic, essentially, yeah. the pandemic forced me to kind of pivot. Right, and uh, so then I had a job in podcasting, and that kind of helped me really get into position where we even are at now with in the studio. And but I I was doing still doing sales within the podcast network. I quit. Long story short, quit uh, this February last long year. Story medium. I know, yeah. <laughs> we still we only fucking six minutes. No, I, I'm minutes. loving this. Keep it keep it going. So I quit my job last February. And went into freelance producing. I-N-D-E-P-E. Yeah, and it's hard. It's a grind. And I, it's been really, really tough financially. I had built up a lifestyle that allowed me the X amount of things, you know, drive this car, have this apartment, and, you know, buy shoes whenever I wanted to, whatever. Right. And But this last year of just surviving and not necessarily stunting or thriving has still been one of the more rewarding years of my life. And then, while it's also been one of the challenging years of my life, and I, even now, kind of getting to the point where I'm still I'm finding prospects to make life easier with gigs and and people that are I can work with now. So okay, I'm I'm going to be back financially soon. Yeah, uh, it it's been just like a, a 
a blessing and like a crazy thing to think about. Like, damn, bro, two years ago I wouldn't have fathomed surviving in LA for over a year right. without like a sales job, right. which like is off of freelancing city. and yeah. gigging. So for everyone, whether you are in LA, you're, you're a creator or you're an entrepreneur in Middle America, you're trying to open up a fucking donut shop, coffee shop, whatever to eat more lawns. Even just surviving off of your your brain, your brain power without the the um, structure of a nine to five is a massive, massive, massive win. Right. Um, so that was it, really. Yeah. No, that's a, I think that's an important thing because in today's like, you know, Instagram philosopher society, it's like you got to quit your job and make millions and be yeah. this, and it's like that's not how life works. Like. You know, it's this isn't the 1950s where like you have to own a home and have this, 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 and this to be right. happy. So I think too many people get caught up in like, and I was that person. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna start comedy, how am I gonna be a successful, famous comedian? It's like, well, you're trying to get from step A to step Z, and like right. people don't celebrate like, yeah, surviving off your art. Like, yeah, you don't have to be making seven figures a year. Like that's right. a huge win, especially when, I mean, yeah, you've only been. It's just been a year. Like there's, you're already laying that foundation where you got such a higher right. ceiling to go. So we got it. We're all about celebrating the the victory yeah, in life man. here. This just being able to pay your rent or part of your rent or you know start something small. It's like fuck, I could pay my phone bill off of jokes or you know selling coffees or you know flipping t-shirts. Like that's a that's a win. You know what I'm saying? Like those little small things I can pay my child support off of whatever, or I can fucking put gas in my car off of whatever. Yeah. Like those little things. And you got like 11 are, kids running around. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know me. I stay with a kid. <laughs> um, no, shout out to kids. I'm entering my stepdaddy season too, by the way. If anybody needs a good stepdaddy, holler at me. Any, yeah, any late 20s, early 30s moms yeah. out there who needs a good stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. To, talk to Danny. Yeah, I could be a great stepdad. Yeah, I'd, I'd, throw, I'd play catch with you in the in the yard. See, I want to joke with you, but you, you can't. I can't joke with you like that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's, what's the next segment? Uh, well, this is usually where we introduce a guest, but uh, this is just yeah. This is just pure unfiltered Danny and Sam time. Raw, so uncut, unfiltered. We're talking about today. Standing at six foot three. Not gonna say his weight because I don't know it. Two hundred. Number forty six in the Elon <laughs> programs. Number one in our heart. Uh, disgusting. Danny Sellers. And you know me, it's your boy Sam Salem. I'm out here getting recognized at grocery stores. It is what it is. Ooh, was it Irwan or was it uh It was it was Savans. It was just I'm a man of the people. Okay. All right. I'm Every a man of the people. Nice. Jasmine from Torrance, if you're listening. <laughs> we love you. You're a real one. You're a <laughs> real me. one, Jasmine. All right, let's get into some callbacks. Yeah. Podcast all about dates. Usually we're walking through uh uh entertainer, actor, comedians. Uh, past to give him some dates, but today we're just gonna do some, some just dates. Well, you're the one who Hollywood. came up with the dates. Yeah, we're just gonna Hollywood. Come up with some I feel Holly, bad. Some feel, Hollywood dates. I feel bad because you're always doing all the research. So I say, you know what? Let me do a little bit of little bit of research. Uh, I'm absolutely chuffed. You did some research, buzzing, bro. Look, bro, we got a couple little dates. I can't see. I'm going back and forth between like young and old English yeah, lady. Not. So I'm gonna just be myself. But anyway, so uh, movies. I. I've been watching a decent amount of movies, not a crazy amount, nothing. But you're a big book, movie guy. I I do like watching movies. I like watching them at the crib more than going to yeah. the, the theater, mainly because we live in LA and the theaters are just hectic. Like it's parking garages, and it's like it's not like Midwest where you can pull up. It's a big ass parking garage. I mean, parking lot. It's free. You can just kind of go. Yeah. Movies are great. I'm, I'd way rather watch a great TV show over a great movie. 
today's TV, yes. Like today's style of TV, where it's low key a movie, each episode is just high production value. Yeah. Yes. I guess a lot of TV shows today are just like eight episodes broken into 45 minutes. Like, okay, this is just a long feature. Facts. Yeah. With longer arcs and all that shit. But I want to. I want to fall in love with the characters. I want to. You know. I, I want to. I want to feel like they're my friends. We can anyway. go to. We can go to what we're watching uh, after this. So I think I only have two dates. So uh, first date, the movie Air just came out. Yeah. Uh, that's not a date. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I don't know how to do this. So I'm gonna just say the date. Uh, April first, nineteen eighty five. That's the year that Jordan 1 was, or the day that Jordan 1 was released. Yes. How'd you know it? Well, one, because I know the movie airs about that. Uh-oh. But 1985, that's when, I'm I'm not a sneakerhead sneakerhead, but I appreciate shoes. Like my closet, I don't got like a crazy amount of heat, but. How many shoes do you have? I got like 30 pair. That's good. But, you know, I got some Jordans. I got the, you know, we're bringing 2006 back with the Nike Vomero 5s. Oh, okay. Shit. I'm not sponsored. Nike. You're not gonna sponsor me. Why even try? But Nike, you, you can send a bag. I want uh, ACG. I want that. If you any ACG reps out there, I want the Nike ACG. Uh, we should definitely thrive to get that. Popper. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so the Jordan One was released. Uh, important day in sneaker. I mean, I feel like shoes were just shoes before that. Yeah. Uh, not completely like Nike had already kind of changed it, but like, I mean, yeah. That changed that. I think that helped propel Michael Jordan into like a, the mythic being he is. So I have two things on the movie. Then I guess on Michael Jordan. One, how much sneakers affect how we think about the player and the brand. You know, Michael Jordan, who he is. Mm-hmm. That's one question we can get to. But the, the movie specifically, when I saw the casting for the people that they're playing, it's just funny how Hollywood romanticizes who these people are. Like Matt Damon's playing Sonny Vaccaro. He's like an ugly ass old man. It's like Matt Damon's this handsome dude. Ben Affleck's right. playing Phil Knight. Like Ben Affleck, fucks. <laughs> you know, sorry y'all. Uh, you know, he, that's not that's not. I mean, yeah, his recent entanglements were like Anna De Armas and J Lo and right, bro. Jennifer like he's, Gardner. He's and, you know, yeah, he's a he's a, a solid white man. For, uh, wait, so did we? Did our for those of you who don't know, Air is just like the making yes. of how how the Jordan shoe line came to be and how it became so like controversial and amazing and sought after at the time. Yeah, it's essentially I think it's essentially a movie about how they courted Michael Jordan specifically uh, to to launch basketball because right. Nike he wanted to go to Adidas. Right, Nike started as a running shoe company in Oregon. Oregon, uh, uh, that was kind of their origins or whatever. And then back then, I think in sneakers. Converse was like the thing, like the big, you know, they had Magic and Bird, had yeah. shoes, and I think maybe like Dr. J and Will and all them people. Adidas had the Adidas for the Adidas forums of like the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, yeah. So it, Nike was really not, not what Nike is now. So yep. the movie is about that. Who on that? But on that note of these people being way more attractive than the actual characters or people were in real life, uh, the characters. Who would you get to play you in like your nice biopic? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, logic. <laughs> a lot of, I tell, I get told I look like logic a lot. Who would play me? I don't even. I mean, the fact that anyone would want a movie about me, I think, is crazy. I don't know. Do you have any? Who would you think would play me? I think. 
I'm already attractive, so I would just cast myself. That's you can act actually. Um, I don't. I haven't done it yet. So. Who would play me? I mean, I feel like I have an answer, but it's not like a note for the sake of the podcast. Like, there's a dude, Mecky Leaper, out there who we kind of look somewhat. Well, I guess he's shorter than me, but he's a very funny comedian who we both kind of look like Logic, so that's why he came up. I mean, I would. Uh, I'd probably say like Donald Glover. Childish <laughs> Gambino, maybe Lakeith Stanfield. Just, just change the whole race. <laughs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, Randall, Randall Park. Yeah, LaSam, LaSam, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> just change the whole vibe. Like, Sam was actually a black man. I think Lakeith Stanfield, for those of you who don't, he's been in, he's a main character in. Oh, to uh, play me or you? You. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you no, were I was about. saying me at first. <laughs> Jokingly, but then I thought about it. You guys are both like, yeah, that'd be tight. Skinny, kind of athletic, but kind of lanky. Yeah, Lucky Stanfield's from like Atlanta and Bullet Train and a bunch of big. Yeah, I, I, I who's would. Who's playing you? Who's playing me? Yeah, other than yourself. I really think it would just be. I don't know. I want. I wanted to be myself. Yeah, you're too. Uh, you're too in love with yourself to let anybody I, else. Yeah, do I, it. I, yeah. I feel like me. Like, who's gonna play it better than me than me? I think. Just give me, give me the, Honestly, the Irishman. That, give me the Irishman thing where they just give you the uh, face, make it younger. Shit. Yeah, I'm like a baby. Do you know, know how hard it is to play yourself though? Sometimes because so I don't act much, but I get, you know, I got an agent. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Shout out my agents. And one time I got a commercial audition that said, "We want a late 30s or a late 20s, early 30s." male real life teacher who's more likely to use sarcasm as like a classroom control tool than like actual rules and is more likely to wear a hoodie to school so you than a than a sports coat they ex they explained me to i'm like that's literally me right now yeah and i tried to do the audition and it was the worst nice like when i'm so i'm like oh this is just me and then when you're like wait, wait but how do i act how do i walk again and then you just end up being so awkward i also feel like a lot of self-tapes or auditioning is pointless because it's like at a certain point you're you're popular enough, have enough clout that it doesn't matter how okay or phenomenal of an actor you are. Yeah. Like there's this, there's the elite level actors, you know, the Denzels, the fucking uh what's his name? The like little young girls, uh Titanic dude. What's his name? Oh Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, those kind of likes young girls, that's funny. Yeah, those I guess it's probably a lot of people in Hollywood too, but you know what I'm saying. It's those level guys are like elite. Right. Um, uh, uh, what's the uh, white lady's name? Um, Meryl Streep. Sorry, I feel like I, the goat. Yeah, but like elite that those elite level people, yes, they're they're great. But it's like everybody else in between us is like, oh, they just they're the person of the decade. They're, they're just cool, you know. Sorry, the fact that you said who's that white lady, the Meryl <laughs> Streep. I I just spilled water down my sweatshirt like as I was taking a drink because she is and, the white lady. Meryl Streep's the white lady. I mean, she's. Probably the best of our kind, right. for sure. If you're ever going to, if you're ever going to <laughs> categorize a white lady, is Cheryl. Great name. Her name's Meryl. Oh, Meryl Streep? <laughs> Did you think her name was Cheryl Streep? Meryl, I don't, I, bro, when I tell you I don't know white people's names, this is also probably the reason why I won't be ever successful in Hollywood, because people will say white people was like, oh, you know this actor, this comedian? I'm like, bro, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I definitely, I feel like I knew it was, <laughs> Meryl, this is a, this is the version of you saying Desaria wrong, is me saying Cheryl Streep. <laughs> definitely clip this shit up. Meryl uh, Streep, Cheryl Streep. 
But anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I was so shook. I spilled water down my sweatshirt. So That's tight. Shout out to, shout out to watching, all the... If you're watching on videos, merch about to release soon. Bye. Kids these days. I'm going to get... See, I was going to say something, but never mind. Um, this get, episode is all over the place. I know. I was going to say, get a shirt that said hoes these days, but I... <laughs> That's not good. And it's going to be a picture of Meryl Streep. <laughs> on the back. On the back. And then when um, she comes for copyright infringement, you're going to be like, no, this is Cheryl Streep. Yeah, I don't know sure, who yeah, you're this talking is a about. Wrong person, Meryl. That's really Nah, uh, Yeah, so uh, shout out to Air. Shout out to Sneakers. You were talking, what you were talking about was um, like the casting is funny because like the to having to audition like to play these smaller roles and then there's like the top tier guys like yes. Leo and stuff yes because it's funny i don't think that this one was necessarily a, sh a movie that uh like F nike and phil knight uh started the conversation maybe i feel like it was more so uh um matt damon and uh those those guys uh ben affleck initiated it yeah but it is funny when you see people that do cast biopics like who they cast for themselves, like, oh, that part, you're way uglier in real life than, <laughs> yeah, than this person you cast. Casting perfect looking people. And it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, bro, you're kind of smack. <laughs> but but uh, there's been some really good ones. Like, the old school Michael Jackson bow pick was really good. I was elite. That's probably the best one. Yeah. You ever watch that one? Uh, no. I said, yeah, like I saw it, and then you asked me, and then felt Bohemian Rhapsody was a good casting. I feel like he looked like, oh boy. Uh, Rami Malik did look like yeah. Freddie. No. Freddie Mercury, right? Was that the name of the actor? Did I just confuse someone? I don't know. She asking me. I just told you. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Cheryl Streep over here. Cheryl Streep. Shout out to Cheryl Streep. This would be the name of this Honestly, podcast. I hope that... You know, let's get some controversy with Meryl Streep, and then that will really take this podcast off. To the next level. Yeah. Uh, another, what's, your ne what's your next date? Yeah, I'm going to have a couple more dates or one more date. Um, I'll just say the date, and then I'm going to give you any I'll hints. I'll guess. I'll guess. May 28th. 1993. May 28th, 1993. Uh, I'm not actually You really sure. don't know this? No. Uh, no, it was, the, it was the day of the release of the Super Mario Bros. live action oh. movie. Wait, of the video game was? Uh, the, movie, the live action movie. There was a movie in 1993? You never watched the, the Super Mario's live action movie? No, who's in it? Uh, so John, like John Leguizamo played, um, uh, what's his name? So you know Luigi. John Leguizamo is actually he's a legend. Bob Hoskins played Mario. You never watched the uh, the the live action joint? So I brought it up because it's like a really dark depiction of Mario. I guess it's kind of a drama. I guess scary. Oh, these pictures are crazy. I remember talking about casting some people who are too good looking for a role. That is not the case in this movie yeah, 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 with yeah. Mario. Yeah, they sorry look. They to, look. Uh, sorry to Bob Hoskins. They look pretty much head on. This little, the, these little small head joints. What do they call them? The, uh, what are these shits called? Oh, this is horrifying. It's like kind of scary. The mushroom, the Koopa, not Koopa yeah, something Troopa, like that. But so the the Mario movie's out now. At this point, when you listen to this, it's probably been a week or so. And I remember as a kid. Watching the Super Mario, you know, whether it be on HBO, Max, whatever it's at Max, but HBO or Cinemax, whatever, you know, extended cable, and being unable to finish the shit because it's it was so scary looking. Dude, I mean, I just looked at it was $48 million budget and it didn't even get that in box office. It was a flop. Also, what is this? Brooklyn plumbers Mario and Luigi get sh the shock of their life when they discover a parallel world populated by the intelligent descendants of dinosaurs. 
because it's like it's, it's what like is a, that movie? they took like a haha kids game yeah. where they get coins and they're like sci-fi there's dinosaurs that are real yeah it's low-key before it's times i feel like wait uh, sorry i do believe dinosaurs were real i'm not one of those christians i mean there's dinosaurs <laughs> that still exist dinosaurs are real guys yeah, yeah, yeah. i did okay. not mean to come off that way but uh no it was it was like a total left turn from the actual movie like you can't bring a kid to watch that shit mm. so it's but you know what now as we're adults we can look at stuff like fresh prince for example this show on peacock is a yeah. kind of a adaptation of the original like a more premise serious version of it so you can kind of different generations can watch it and be like oh, okay i can you know maybe watch it with my kids was you know was uh, adjusted but this shit feels like a movie for adults but the game is for like if it came out now maybe because all everybody that played mario is older so it's right. like this makes sense but 30 years ago yeah no adults even knew cared about yeah it. adults weren't playing video games like that for real for real yeah. Uh, the the people that were adults back then, like, were in the war. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The war. They one of them. Yeah. The one of the war. yeah. One of the world war. You know, low key. You know, in the 90s, whatever. Anyways, or at least veterans, whatever. I'm did did you, do you play video games? Back in the day, yeah. Back in the, I would play mainly the sports ones. Yeah. Same. Madden, FIFA. You play now? No, I don't own. I haven't owned a gaming console. I own the original Xbox. Still and not still, it water damage, basement flooded. Uh, still salty about it. Uh, and then my family owned a Wii. Yeah, I feel like every, every so honestly, I grew up playing Super Nintendo. Like, my family like didn't spend money on that stuff. So, like, when everyone was playing their PS2, I was playing like Mario Kart on Super. Did your family let you uh, watch uh, Harry Potter, or you're like, nah, we ain't fucking with this? My mom originally did not let us read Harry Potter. Because I think she was friends with a bunch of moms who were like, it's yeah. witchcraft. But then my mom actually was like, oh, no, this is just like a fun kid story. Yeah. So they were. People treated but like. Po but Pokemon for a little bit, I wasn't allowed to watch. Real really? Watch Pokemon. Yeah. I feel like. But then they, they, my parents are like normal now. No, look, I, in the early 2000s in the Midwest, I feel like. Harry Potter was low key like pornography. Low people were like, "Hold on, like dog, were you really witchcraft?" Yeah, you really Not in it my was, house. Yeah, it was either they didn't give a fuck or you. It was like hell no, we're not watching. Like anyways, shout out to Harry Potter. Well, I guess not because J.K. Rowling's kind of evil. I guess this is an impromptu off the cuff. Let's since we don't have a guest, a quick two minute State of the Union. How do we feel about the podcast? What's the feedback you've gotten other than you mentioned Mormons too many times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've cut back. I've cut back on my racism. Uh, I mean, I think people I think people enjoy story and I think people enjoy I will I say I enjoy really hearing about people's life in a like a detailed way and like a the the logistics of it all. Yep. Cause a lot of this shit that we go through in life, sometimes we forget how many steps it took for us to get certain things done. Whether like I said, I always try to bring it to the broader scope of not just comedy, but everything. Like I had a show uh maybe it was maybe Friday or it was Friday, last Friday. Just this is just one night from Echo Park where I live, had a drive to Venice. Yeah. And Venice, if you don't live in LA, Venice Beach is probably the worst place to be on a Friday night if you don't live in Venice already from yeah. a parking perspective. Horrible parking. So my dumb ass, like I, I'm typically really good about time. 
Very prompt. Very. I'm always the late one when it comes to me and Danny. Yeah, I think it's just the athlete in me, just like whatever. Just me playing D1 and you not playing D1, maybe. Oh, damn. He went there. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I wasn't D1. Sorry. My bad. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Okay, four this career catches. Yeah, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so anyway, I got there. I get there 15 minutes before the show starts. And mind you, I have to go up first because I got to go somewhere else. Right. And so I, I'm trying to find parking. I'm like going over curbs in my Jeep to just find pillow parking, just chaotic, whatever. Get there on time. Jeep flex. Yeah. Jeep way. Shout out to all my Jeepers. Um, anyways, I get there, whatever. Do the show. Decent show. Good show. I was decent. The show was great. Then I leave and drive 40 minutes on the opposite side of LA, literally to Elysian. And uh, had a show there and like worried and rushing trying to get there. Traffic was ridiculous on the 10. And I say all this to say, just the to be able to do the do this thing we love in one night, the stress it took for me to drive other side of town, find parking, rushing, going over curbs, then to even at that point, then to do my set, to then get back in my car, rush, dodge traffic to get to this other spot. It's like sometimes we don't take a step back and realize how hard shit can be sometimes. Because it, when we don't take the account for how hard life can be sometimes, we feel bad about feeling shitty. Right. We feel out of touch. Like, why, you know, I'm exhausted. It's like, yeah, you should feel fucking exhausted. You driving, you drove two hours to do, com no, to yeah. do 15 minutes of comedy right. in one night. That's a lot. For like no pay. <laughs> for no pay. I didn't get paid a damn dime. So like, that's not normal. And it's, it's okay not to be normal, right, in your life and whatever you're doing. Right. But this podcast, I feel as though, gives us an opportunity for even us, I think it's a little bit of therapy for me. Like, okay, I'm not crazy for wanting to do these things. And people that are listening, like, you're not crazy for not having a lot of money right now and putting your, all your, your savings, whatever, to start this dream. You know, we have a lot of, I feel like, listeners that are teachers and shit like that. And maybe you are a teacher now, but you want to start your own fucking online course or your own Etsy business or whatever it is. Like, you're not crazy for... Running, running all that your money up and, and investing in your stuff to get your stuff started or you what you know you're not yeah. crazy no I, th I think that's um, it, to, to the people on the outside who don't have like the passion it's like yeah why are you running around spending all this gas money just to like perform for people for free or for ten dollars or for drink tickets or whatever but like like you said this is like you're just trying to lay the foundation and yeah you hear other people's stories of like like we had Samuel Bade on an earlier episode, great episode if you haven't listened to it. And this man was a host of one of Netflix like top ten trending shows. Yeah. And like he's still out here like driving all over the country for shows. Yeah. Like it, like if you you can't just like want this for like fame, like you gotta really love it. Right. And it kind of reminds me, I used to I thought I was gonna be a college basketball coach. And when I first got married, my wife like she was like supportive. Of me being a college coach, but it's like it's so much time. Like you're always on the road recruiting. You're on the yeah, road yeah, for yeah. games. You got practice. You got lifting. I couldn't sessions, imagine you got whew, being with somebody that's a college football or basketball, really any any major sport. Any spouses of a coach, you're a special special person. But my wife was kind of she was very, she was supportive, but she was also like, um, like why aren't you hanging out with me as much? You know. But with comedy, I feel like I'm just as busy because every night it's like we're recording the podcast. I'm hitting the road. I'm flying into, I'm flying into a, a city for like a corporate gig that I got. I got like all yeah, these yeah. random things. It is for people listening. It is Easter Sunday. 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording a pod. I literally Easter left. Easter Sunday. I have like the most loving group of friends and my wife and we're having like a nice intimate brunch and I'm like, all right, guys, I got to go record. Yeah. This is like the only time it works to record. It's it's a different level and, that. And, go and, ahead. And, oh, sorry. Yeah. Finish it, what you're saying. What, I, I feel like my, and my wife is so supportive of my comedy and I felt like her support of my, me being a college basketball coach versus comedy, I feel like she can actually tell. Yeah. I think she tell she could tell I liked coaching college basketball i didn't love it right so she was a little bit like she was nice and supportive and didn't tell me not to do it but there was kind of a part of her like why are you doing this mm -hmm. whereas like comedy like there are so many nights where she's going to bed alone and i'm going to like i'm driving an hour to get paid ten dollars to perform yeah. for 12 minutes yeah 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 but she sees like oh this is like his passion right. this is his calling yeah that he wants that he wants to get to so i think like you said it's nice to talk to entertainers to hear kind of like Oh yeah, we're all a little bit crazy to be doing this, but it's not just entertainment. If you have like a yeah, I mean, a business you want to start or anything, it, I think people always see the finished product and that's what they want. But you kind of got to start at base level. It takes yeah, it takes that level because you got to understand what you're doing. And I had this kind of epiphany. I'm not I, I am materialistic, but not in a, in the same way. I my dream car is a Porsche 911. Like you know, it's an expensive car, but it's not an insanely expensive. It's not a Lamborghini. Like a yeah. nice. Hundred thousand dollar car, or whatever. The only nine eleven Danny acknowledges. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, could you imagine? I was like, yeah, yeah, brother. It's conspiracy pot. No, but uh, <laughs> what I was saying, it's like such a nice real moment. I'm sorry, keep going. No, no, no. But, but 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 my thing is like they don't they don't give those away, and I and I'm saying that because the, the nice whether it's like you won't want this kind of uh you know glamorous car or this. You have a dream board house, or maybe you want to live in a certain school district for your kids, whatever it is. They don't give those away, right? Yep. Especially if you don't have a, a mom and daddy or granddaddy that can give those to you. Mm -hmm. So you have to do things and impose your will onto the world to get those things and, and take them. And I don't want to sound like capitalistic and like you got to take what's yours type shit, but you do have to create gravity around yourself so that those things come to you and you can and people want to help you build stuff and hopefully it's for good in the world it's just important for you, people that are listening and this is me honestly self-talk just to be okay with like yeah i'm tired of this is weird and i feel like i'm risking a bunch and maybe it's not paying off it's supposed to kind of feel like that a little bit because it's not normal right like it's not going to work every day and being in an office and working for an organization is relatively quote unquote normal and it's not a bad thing at all i think if you can if that's what you want to do in your life i'm kind of envious of you because you know i get paid every friday every other friday i got my 401k popping i can go on yep. vacation got pto i'm kind of envious of you um but if you're not one of those people and you just can't help but not be one of those people it's okay to be like yeah this is fucking weird dog it's easter and i'm here by myself in the studio all day Right, you know, recording, and I think to your point though, what's super important for us and people listening is is having a team around you, and sometimes that team when you're popping, it's you got a fucking PR, you got a manager, you got an agent, you got a fucking assistant, you got some hoes on the side. What do you got? Your whole team that's just around you. I'm being. Funny. You mean some Yano? I mean, so yeah, some Yano means. Some yeah, but for you, it's like having a partner that really fucking is down for you and what you want to happen and people that are listening if people aren't down for you and with you you should probably reevaluate that relationship whatever that relationship is friends parent 
partner, whatever it is, and not to say you want to say fuck them and want them to die or whatever, but it's just like let me remove myself from this relationship because what you're how you're feeling is valid. Yeah. You know, if if you really can't be in the office every day because it makes you go crazy, that's a pretty valid yeah feeling. Definitely, you got to make the you can't keep doing the same things over and over expecting different results. Which now you telling people like inspiring them and me ending with a cliche quote. I think we just became the classic two thirty year old dude males on a podcast being yeah. like, "Listen, brother, you yeah. can't eat if you don't ask for a plate." But yeah, that all, is, all the things that is that is very it is very uh, manscapey. Shout out to uh, we, we we didn't we didn't have a guest and we just turned into like the classic. Cause we be going through it, dog. We be no, going I through know. it. We both and, got and we also have a life stuff. going going in, in on the you know the fucking through line of everything. As we started this podcast, his life has, has been really, really crazy for the both of us. So this is Yeah, there's some we're not gonna get into it, but there's some crazy personal stuff that we both can go through. And that's why mental health is on medium rare. That's yeah, why yeah. it feels like I'm adding water to the shampoo of my Yeah, Sam health. Sam killed a guy. That was fine. Could you imagine if we just both <laughs> Well, it was actually a it was a bus full of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all jokes. All right, that's been our uh, save the date. Going through dates. Yeah, that's it. That's it for that segment. And this is normally when we say goodbye to the guests. Uh, this is uh, this is how I want to close out. I want to talk. We both live in LA. We both work in entertainment. I know you, um, you you deal with some real deal celebrities on a weekly basis. I am so bad at meeting celebrities or like prominent people. Even like, still, after doing comedy and like clubs and shit, bro. Like, even yeah, I don't know what. I'm just an awkward person. Like, like I, at yeah, the we know this podcast. Know. I'm yeah, but I've even been awkward. Like when I'm being the one recognized, I'm not even good at it. But like, yeah. for example, like so, Mario Lemieux, one of the greatest hockey players of all time, played for Pittsburgh. I'm a big Pittsburgh sports fan. I used to like pretend to be this dude in my like driveway playing hockey. I ran into him at the airport and I tried to say hello to him and I physically choked. Not like, oh, I choked saying hi to him. Like, I really messed it up. Like, I literally tried to say hi and it just started, like, coughing started this happening. This got feelings. Like, and yeah, I got two in my head. Okay? Another time, I am, I'm leaving Austin during South, Austin, Texas during South by Southwest, which is a huge music festival, film festival, so this business past year conference. Or? This was a couple years ago. Okay? Jason Sudeikis is there. And this is when him and Olivia Wilde were still together. And Olivia Wilde's sitting on Jason Sudeikis' lap, like, as far away as we're sitting right now, like, a couple feet from each uh -huh. other. And normally, I'm not trying to say hello to celebrities because, like, they get bothered enough. But Jason Sudeikis grew up with my cousins. Like, they're <laughs> friends with him. <laughs> okay. Not, like, best friends, but they're, like, friends with him. And also, so that doesn't give up. So he won't give a fuck. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go finish the story. <laughs> I at least had a connection. And he's also from the same hometown as my wife. Like, <laughs> and my cousin. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm at least, so I text my cousin, I'm like, yo, I'm sitting next to Jason. Should I say hi? They're like, yeah, definitely say, we say, uh, like my, one of my cousins like goes, will visit him every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I at least have a connection. He's sitting, but I get too nervous. And so finally I'm just like, just say hi. I, he's sitting three feet from me and I go, Jason. Like I shout at him and he gets startled. And Olivia Wilde like looks at me and just like rolls her eyes, stands up and walks away. Which honestly, I think I might've led to their divorce. Cause that was probably the moment they were having yeah, nice yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. And then this weird redhead broke up a moment where they're finally reconciling anyway that's uh, funny and so then i he's like hey and i'm like ah oh, my my wife and my cousins are from your hometown i mean my wife isn't my cousin I, and i and he was just like leave me the fuck alone sir and i felt like it honestly felt like i had been talking to him for 10 minutes straight and he finally just goes what's your name bud 
What a nice. That's and good. I looked at the clock. He was so nice. And I looked at the clock and 45 seconds had gone by and it felt like an eternity. One time I saw Steve Nash running and I tried to say hi, but then I felt awkward. And then I, anyway, I was like, Steve Nash, you're the man. And he just went, okay. And just kept walking. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> but it's because I interrupted him doing something. The dude so who was- should have only have maybe one MVP. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up, Steve. And acknowledge me. <laughs> You fucking right. Canadian. Dude, maybe the worst one. This guy isn't like famous, but he. Okay. That would have pissed me off. I'm like, Steve, relax. <laughs> relax. No, it was because I interrupted. He, whatever. He was not in the wrong on that one, but <laughs> maybe he, Kobe should have got one of those. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck you, Steve. Okay. This last one. So I get flown in for this social media shoot for this company, like doing this social media campaign. And there's this host for it. And it's like me and God, I just remembered another one. It's me and Jalen Rose. Who are like in the shoot with Jalen Rose, NBA player, Fab Five, great, great commentator, best best touched, hairline, touched by God. Him and yeah. Paul George have elite hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is even the story I was trying to get to. But even meeting Jalen Rose, so we were, we were both. There's two separate episodes, and somehow we were both the celebrity guests for like the episode. Like he was one, and I was one. On the same ep or separate, uh, separate episodes, okay. but they filmed his. It was the same location, so they filmed his first. He doesn't know who I am. Of course not. Nobody nah. does. And <laughs> Except for the white ladies at Vaughn. But everyone's kind of crowding him. And I wanted to meet him. So someone's like, oh, yeah, and Jalen, this is Sam. I'm like, yeah, I'm the episode after you. They just really wanted to. I tried to make a joke. I was like, you know, they really wanted to take the celebrity to the next level after your episode. And then I kind of like, like patted his shoulder. Oh, as no. I said it, and he looked down at his shoulder like. Why did this? Who's this man, and why did he just touch me? And so, like, his team kind of like came and like kind of like got me out of the. Not like it, he wasn't big timing. It's just I did. They closed the, joke, the circle. It was like it would have been a funny joke if it landed. It just did not land. Yeah, so yeah. they kind of just were like, "We're gonna walk this way now." That's not even the story I was trying to get to. I have so many of these. This is at that same event. So much. The host. You can cut half this out if you need to. The host of this thing goes. Hey, there's my friend John. You want to meet him? I'm like, sure, because the host is super cool. We're getting along great. I'm like, yeah, great. Let's go meet John. And this guy starts talking, and he has like a very like distinct low voice. And the host was like, did you ever think about doing, like growing up, did you ever think about radio? Like you really kind of have one of those voices. I'm like, uh, yeah, man, you know, vo- there's so much money in voiceover work. Like my friend just did like a 30-second Uber commercial voiceover, showed up for like barely, just showed up, recorded it, $20,000. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. I walk away and, and I'm like, hey, who who was that, by the way? She's like, yeah, that's the CEO of AT&T. <laughs> this man's net worth is $50 right, million right, right, right. Dollars or something. I mean, something like that. And I'm sitting here talking to him like, 20000 You can make 20000 He blinks like Dragon Ball makes, Z, uh, 3000 uh, uh, uh. <laughs> And he probably, like, looking back, he probably looked at, like, look at this sweet, sweet, innocent boy. Like, get out of here. The, the thing about L.A., you know, shout out to WTF Media Studios. Uh, we, that's where we record at right yeah, now. Yeah, that's where we're recording at right now. Beautiful, uh, right off Hollywood Boulevard. If you need a podcast recorded, pull up on us. You might meet me in real life. But uh, I've met some really famous people. And most of our clientele is black. So people that I know more so, like this producer who's really popping now, was here last week, um, Hit Boy and uh, DJ Drama, like really ma- like massive, massive names. And some people, people like that, a lot of times that are like really, really doing their thing are the best. Because they're they're just like they're so successful and so like in it 
and pro- actively producing and doing their thing that is just, they have a certain level of humility right because they are so vulnerable with their work but some people that are maybe you know on the slight decline or whatever not, not even just here in the studio but just even stand up wise too it's like it's been how long since you did what or what you know they or they maybe just maybe just got on they yeah. have this like bitterness uh, like Sadek is here that's how I would imagine Sadekis would be because he's, he's such so a legend. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's like, nice. you know, this fuck. He probably called you remedial afterwards, but he's like, <laughs> he's, you know, this is a cool legend. Like, yeah, hey, buddy, you know, come on, you know. That kid was real remedial. Right, yeah. I want to, I want to say the real R word, but I'm trying to be decent. Like, he probably definitely called you a name, but it's like, you know, he's such a legend. It's like, dog, I'm on t- I had Ted Lasso in development. Get the fuck out of my face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm getting money. Um, but shout out to famous people in LA, people that are actually decently nice. Because I've met some assholes in this game. And it's like, dog, I will beat your ass. I can't wait for the day you and me fight. That would be, so that's going to be, be boxing. We're going to get to a level where we can bring should back be a nice dogs. real world. Uh, we should, ooh, we should do like one of those old school, like reality TV shows together, but we like hate each other now. Like the MTV joints. Oh yeah. Let's get some facts. Like enemies, like manufactured drama, like enemy season and like all these seasons, you know, yeah. your favorite Hollywood influencers, Team up with their fucking enemies, you know, us fighting each other. I love that. I'm in. Backstabbing with the amazing race, one of those joints. I can't wait. Uh, if you got any innocuous or crazy LA, not LA, but if you got any crazy or innocuous meeting celebrity stories, slide in the DM, DMs of at callbackspod, email us um, at uh, callbackspod at gmail.com. Yeah. We want, we want to hear from you. Is that another episode of callbacks? Yeah. What else? Any any thoughtful wisdom you need to leave the people on? Ooh, I don't nothing. No, I've I've ranted a lot this episode. I hopefully hopefully let me know, y'all. Was this too much? I feel like is I try to give a little bit of jokes, a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of just vibes and how life is going. So if I'm getting too preachy, let me know. I might have cut some of this out too, so you might not have gotten all of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just try to. Try to fucking stay afloat. Offer us some feedback. Yeah, stay afloat, friends. As always, this just sounds like something everybody says, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, reviews really boost us in the algorithm. It might make publications take notice of us. So if you can hit the five stars, if you can even just say, I like this podcast, it's great. All that stuff. Argue. It means it takes you... 17 seconds to do yeah. and it makes a huge difference in our life so you guys already do so much thank you so much for listening but uh leave a review go subscribe on youtube so yeah you can start monetizing share them reels too man appreciate y'all so much and the love on the reels uh that's helped us grow a little bit but yeah uh, whether it be reels or youtube shorts whatever it is tiktoks that helps us a bunch too just getting our name out there and, and folks seeing a little jokey jokes yeah uh, I'm your co-host, Sam Salem. I am Daniel Sellers. And this has been another episode of Callbacks. Mm, mm, mm. No kissing sounds time this time. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs>